Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday, and today we're talking accessibility and gaming. So let's jump into it. episodes off one of my favorite people in the world to talk to and i'm gonna butter you up real good real quick here um this is one of my favorite things to actually do in episodes now is i just love talking about my guests you guys are you guys are all like such awesome people like i appreciate uh, that man if you haven't listened to my uh, original episode i have two og episodes with you uh the one that is two hours long and then uh the uncut (laughs) version that's a little over three hours long Um, i forgot about that man yeah that was uh, that was over a year ago because <laughs> oh no it's gonna be wait I can't remember when I started this my brain's Something so like that, wiped yeah. from COVID <laughs> I can I don't know anymore <laughs> but let's see you're you're a singer you're an artist you're a content creator you're uh, a great person oh thank I, you I, I, I can't say enough awesome you, stuff about you Charlie you, you could you could <laughs> say stuff like that I guess <laughs> you're a great dude I, I, don't, I don't know if I would agree but you could say that. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. I mean, we could also add maybe comedian that list. I'd say you're legitimately might might be one of the funniest. Could you <laughs> could you argue you're the funniest person in uh, minus world? I could absolutely not argue that. Uh, I think that there are <laughs> way funnier people than than I am. They they make me laugh all the time, but. Uh, I do sort of consider myself a comedian just because um, I try to make people laugh. Like, that's mostly what my um, content is focused on more than being, like, analytical or anything. I think a lot of people... I was talking about this the other day, actually. Um, I I think that what I try to do the most is is make people feel stuff. And and most of the time, that emotion is, like, joy from just laughing. As opposed to, like, hey, this is a video game, and this is what is wrong with it. It's like, that's the format, I guess, but that's not the point. (laughs) Uh, That reminds me, with your videos, uh, voice acting. I can't believe I didn't include that one. There's been times where you've done, uh, I think it was like per- the Persona 5 streams and some of your videos mm-hmm. where you're doing voices for characters. And I'm like, I'm too embarrassed to ask if that's the character that's going on or that's him doing a fucking amazing impression. Uh, it's happened several times. I think it's really funny because uh, I-, I always find it really sweet when, when people... Because for me, that's just the sign of like, I'm doing, I'm doing it well. Um, and... Recently, I've I've done episodes on Mario games, Mario RPGs that, like, years ago, people asked me if I would ever do them. I'm just like, no, I won't do them because they don't have voice acting, and that format would just be too difficult without voice acting. So I did Undertale, and I did the voice acting myself based on streams I did years ago, and it went over really well. So I'm just like, huh, an entire, like, world just opened up to me that I... I sort of shunned before. Like I said, I would <laughs> never do it, and now I'm just like, huh. I could, and I've been do. I, I pretty much did it for most of the videos last year, and um, I'm still going strong this year. I've, I've done two Mario videos, and people uh, have enjoyed them pretty well. But I, th- I think it's always amazing when people are like, "Whoever did the voice for this did a really good job." Like, like they're complimenting someone else. I'm just like, "That's me." <laughs> yeah, direct all the love over here, please. I, yeah, <laughs> but but I, like, uh, uh, there are people who know it. Uh, but I'm I'm I don't know. 
I, I think it's too weird if I'm just like, hey, that's me, you know, like if, if I address it directly. So I, I'll just, I'll let bygones be bygones in, in that sense. Uh, I don't even know if that's the right expression, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it's the way, you, it's the one you use, so we're rolling with it. I'm rolling with it, that's uh, right. Seriously, well, point being, you're, ta- you're talented as all hell. Oh, like, thank it's you. just Thank you so much. If if you want to just find somebody on on YouTube who is you're gonna fall down a rabbit hole of talent, <laughs> Charlie Charlie's uh, page is the way to go. Like it's just you're gonna you're gonna f- again. I keep saying it. I keep st- I even stumble on my words. Like you are that awesome. Well, you're making you. me speechless. That. Appreciate so, that, Brock. Are you good? But enough, literally, <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very, but I'm slipper. I'm a slippery boy. But we've been, we've been doing this for for a couple minutes now. Literally enough about me. Let's talk accessibility in gaming because that was that is what I uh, suggested we talk about today. Yeah, I was gonna say you actually brought this up to me um, and wanted an episode about it. I was super excited uh, because it's something that is pretty close to me. I've worked uh, a little background on myself. Sure. I worked in daycares for a long time. Um, I typically worked with kids from about 12 months to 18 months, and uh, after that, I've started working as a paraprofessional, which is someone who typically works with uh, kids that either have uh, disabilities or special needs, and uh, for a while, I worked uh, what's called life skills programs with uh, okay. high school age kids, which if, I don't know if you know what a life skills program is. I'm not, I'm not really aware. So it's a special kind of class where Usually a few times a week you'll take the students out into the world and you work on skills for them to eventually either uh, live in uh, group homes with other other uh, people with similar needs and they usually have like a, a host person who helps them or okay. to eventually live on their own. So like typical – we do this like three times a week of a five-day school week. So mm-hmm. we would uh, – where they would organize their money. We would use the, the bus system and we would – you know, plan out the bus map, and they would have to pay when we get on. We would go typically volunteer someone, so like we'd go to uh, a place where we would bag up canned food and stuff like that to hand out to families. Um, that uh, I was like a food bank or uh, places like that, and then we would you know take the bus to the next stop, which would sometimes we they we would go stop somewhere to eat or stop at a grocery store. And, you know, would budget their money so they knew how much they needed to eat and do all that. And then we'd come right. back. Uh, we also did academic stuff. But, it, again, and we'd go, like, laundromats. We'd work on how to do laundry and stuff like that. It, it was it was really, really fun, rewarding work. Very hard because um, every kid uh, is very different in those classes. So you really have right. to be on your toes and really have their needs in your mind because they all have very different needs. Currently, I, I, and then last year I worked at Structional, which is, uh, it's a, it's a place between a special needs classroom and, uh, what's considered gen ed where you're working the similar program to the gen ed, but you're doing a little bit in a smaller classroom so you can work with those kids, uh, and they can get the more individualized attention. And now, sorry, this is taking a no, long you're, time. You're totally fine. <laughs> But now I work one-on-one with a, a kindergartner who has autism, and I help him uh, work through uh, in a genetic classroom and help with uh, – because he does have different needs than his peers. Sure. So we, I work with him and help him with uh, things that uh, he might need help and help him redirect so that he can uh, – um, stay with his peers and stay in gen ed because he's a very smart young man. He just, you know, with behavior wise has to be a little bit redirected. Um, so with all that being said, I have worked with, uh, 
a lot of different kids who have a lot of different needs um, that can be affected by the average, you know, the the gaming community. Sure. Um, so that that's my and that's why this is something that was very important to me. Basically, I've seen uh, the lack what, lack of accessibility, how it can hurt somebody, and I can see how uh, when companies or games go out of the way to to make their games accessible can really boost up a kid. And so this subject's really important to me. Uh, enough about me. Enough of me talking. Uh, <laughs> what made you want to uh, talk about this? So uh, I'm not sure if I explained to you uh, initially the reason why I wanted to talk about this, other than like um, it, it came up recently. <laughs> um, did I did I mention? No, that you, uh, actually, we're, I'm going in blind on this one. Okay, uh, so recently, I believe it was this week or or sometime late last week, uh, I got a message uh, on Reddit of all places. I have a Reddit account, but I've posted maybe like two things on it, so I'm I'm not entirely sure how this person <laughs> found me. I'm assuming it was. I posted my one of my videos from Halloween last year on on Reddit uh, to garner a little bit more attention. So I'm assuming maybe that's where they found me. I still don't know how, but uh, this person uh, tells me that they are that they love the stuff that I do and they love uh, the way that I would describe certain things. Uh, and it was important to them because they are blind. And to me. Uh, they were born blind. Um, that, that's everything that they've told me. I've, I've not uh, talked to this person in depth. Uh, I, I kind of plan to later on just because I want to understand it a little better. But it, it was something I'd never really thought of before. Um, and as you know, you, you mentioned it before, as an artist, I honestly don't even know what I would do if I couldn't see. <laughs> you know, like, the, right. to me, uh, I, I make stuff with my hands, but... If I can't see what I'm making, um, it's virtually no use for me to make anything. Um, which is not true. I believe that there are like blind sculptors out there, and like the, you know, there are blind musicians out there, and they can make amazing things. But for me, I've I've had the privilege of being able to see my whole life. I feel like I would I would probably just be uh, I don't know broken down if if I lost that uh, sense. Um, so for someone who who is born with blindness uh, for them to love video games but not be able to see what such iconic characters look like uh, because I, I did message them back and I was like is there something I could do to um, make things a little bit easier for, for someone like you and he mentioned um, I forget what the name of it is exactly but like have you ever heard of like descriptive audio yes um I have accidentally turned it on uh, movies sometimes. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. it's pretty interesting. Like, it, yeah. it, I never thought about it, and that's pretty. I, so, uh, let's. I'm gonna go ahead and preface saying, um, if we misspeak on any terms or uh, anything, that it is in no way my my or your intention to offend anybody. We we are both learning um, with this, and we are trying to educate ourselves. So, if there are any things we did wrong, we I would appreciate. Uh, a, a message of just correction and education, rather than something of anger and hate, because that's obviously not our intentions. Of course, um, this is this is coming from a place of respect. Uh, you know, we're trying to um, also go down this path so that we can uh, make this a little bit more accessible to you. It's something that's uh, very important to Brock because I know that he he works in stuff like this. We mentioned it before. Uh, it's important to me just because, uh, and I guess I'll, I'll continue my thought process yep. on it. The the reason why. Uh, it was important to me and, and why I wanted to talk about this was because I think that 
in our industry, both yours and mine, with like the pod, you know, podcasts obviously are, are a very uh, auditory thing. You know, like you don't need to see uh, anything in order to enjoy it. Much in the same way that like an audiobook is is very much in the same way. But uh, video games are a very audio visual medium, and there's an entire audience who uh, just doesn't have that. You know, and then sometimes there are other reasons why you can't have that. It's it's not just like uh, not being able to see. Sometimes it's not being able to hear. Sometimes it's not being able to touch. You know, like the there 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 are companies out there that have thr- uh, strive. I don't know what the right word would be, but they they've like made their the effort to uh, make their games accessible uh, to people who uh, might not have the ability to uh, be able to play those games otherwise. Um, and this was this was important to me just because. Again, the, the imagery. The imagery is something that, like, every, everyone says everyone knows what Mario looks like, right? And it's just right. like, no, not everyone does know what Mario looks like because there, there are probably people out there, or not not probably, there are people out there who want to get into video games because it's it's fun for them. Uh, the, the idea of it is very fun to them, but they just don't know what, uh, you know, these characters look like. And, uh, oh, back on track for what I was <laughs> saying uh, with descriptive audio. Uh they mentioned that that was something that I could probably try and do. Not not necessarily that I could try and do, but like uh, that I should look into to sort of get an idea as to what would be helpful. But they wanted to know what like Luigi and Egad looked like, and I'm just like, wow, okay. Um, I have no like <laughs> Luigi's Mansion videos to do, but that would be really cool to to, to tackle. And and for a while now, uh, in fact, when I, when I say that, I I did a thing last night. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that before the podcast. Whatever. That's not the point. I did a stream last night uh, where I was doing a sort of how to draw Mario kind of thing. And I've been wanting to do that for a little bit because I wanted to tackle just this challenge where I draw, like, all the Smash characters in the in Ultimate's roster just for, like, this huge art piece. Um, and I figured, wow, I can actually tie the two together where, like, I'm telling people, oh, this is how I would draw Mario. This is how, like, whatever for maybe for kids to, to sort of follow along, but also uh, I could kill two birds with one stone and and describe, like, what the character looks like. But the challenge there comes into play with color. Like, how do you describe uh, color to someone that doesn't know what color is? Um, even describing, like, black, I've, I've read that, like, uh, is difficult because it's just like, okay... The concept of light and dark is something that's that's not understood either, because you can't say like, "Oh, black is what you see all the time." It's like, well, no, because they don't see anything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like, they, they have no frame of reference. Uh, so it's like that's also a challenge. And I remember asking my chat, like, "How would you describe like red? How would you descri- describe blue, which are, you know, the main colors in, in Mario's design?" And I got some pretty good answers, like st- stuff that I'm like, okay. Because a lot of it relates to feelings, and and I suppose so, you know, like, uh, colors, when you look at them, they sort of evoke a feeling, you know, because people, I think, they even agreed that, like, with blue, people default to, like, oh, it's like water, right? But no, you know, water's transparent, it it doesn't have a color. If if it's the ocean, it's just, like, reflecting the sky, but even, like, the sky is technically not blue, you know, And, and there's a lot of, like, okay... How do you tell someone, hey, this is what blue is like? <laughs> um, 
so there's just this entire demographic of gamers at heart that are not able to enjoy uh, the games in the same way that a lot of other people can because they can't see these games and so they don't really know what they like for all they know Mario could look like Master Chief, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> like, like Mario games could be like Halo and, and they would be none the wiser because to them it's all the same. Uh, and so to me, that that was something I'm like, dude, we could help these people enjoy games so much more. And, and it's it's tough, but we can do it, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just something that... that I never really thought about before, but now that I am aware of it, I'm I'm a little bit more passionate about, I guess, for advocating. Yeah, and that's that's super important. Um, can you kind of give me an example of one of the the new ways you kind of describe color, if uh, to someone who who has not or cannot see? Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was one by one of my followers, really really nice person. Uh, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was they said last night that I was like, it's it's such a really cool way of describing blue because um, initially I, I like asked, oh, how would you describe red? And there weren't like many, um, there weren't many answers, and and not for like a lack of trying, but just because like we sort of moved on from the topic uh, kind of quickly. But then like I asked again, like, dude, how would you even like describe blue? And, you know, people said, like, oh, it's kind of like a cool color. Cool okay. as in, like, n- not like, uh, not like, oh, radical, awesome. L- but more like it's, like, you think of ice or you think of snow. You think of, like, a breeze. Um, it, it's, like, cold to the touch. But at the same time, it can be, an, um, it can be like, a feeling that is sort of sad, but at the same time, serene. You know, you, there's there's a calmness to blue um, and it depends on, like, the shade as well, but, like, I'm thinking of, like, Mario's overalls, right? And how they're, like, a, a sort of a darker, deeper, more intense blue, uh, as opposed to, like, the sky, which is a lot lighter. Like, if, if, if we're talking about, like, touching, it's, it's more of a press than it is, you know, like, light blue is more of just, like, oh, you're slightly grazing your hand. Um, and blue just has this way of making you feel... Uh, calm, but at the same time, uh, sort of lost in thought. Um, and it's just, it's, it's something that you can like think about in those terms and you're just like, yeah, I guess so. Like it, there's no right way I think of describing what, what a color is, but I think of red and it's just like, okay, red is loud, but what does that mean? You know, red is like, it's not, it can be anger i guess but it can also be like warmth it can be um i don't know like the sensation of rubbing your hands together even though that can be kind of like orange too but like red can just be uh like bright and uh smiley but then i'd argue that like yellow is a little bit more like bright it's a little louder um it's it's tough. It's 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 definitely tough to like equate them to uh, emotions and feelings that like you know that pe- people uh, with this um, condition would be able to relate to. What what I took a, a lot of what I took away from that is like 
the way you're describing it is really beautiful and poetic like <laughs> like it is as simple as you could break it down to of blue just like you said like feeling cool or calming i was like like i almost kind of started feeling sleepy i just i and, and maybe it's also <laughs> you got that like real just like pro audiobook reading voice going down <laughs> i was like it made me feel it's weird because you know i i am i personally am not blind but sure. i i like still i was i was imagining colors differently i've seen them differently sure. through your description and that that's pretty cool like <laughs> I, I, it's pretty neat um and i really appreciate that this person uh who reached out to you had such an effect on you i think i guess a testament to who you are as a person to be like oh, i appreciate it, that you know not just be like oh that's cool but like oh wow how could i how could i do it even better like this person's happy with it but how could i how can I make it better for this person and other people like them? And I mean, that again, that's a, just, that's who you are. And that's, <laughs> it's one of the many things it, I respect about it, you. You know, it's interesting. God, I, you know me, I hate talking about me. Uh, but you, you say that. And that reminds me that that person who described blue was, was the exact same person who said something very similar to that last night too. It's like, Oh, that's very on brand of you to do. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I, I guess I just, I I've never liked thinking about it like that. Uh, to me, it's just like, um, and, and I feel like I probably shouldn't have even <laughs> in retrospect, maybe brought it up, but, uh, I don't know. There's, there's no real way to bring it up without, giving context as to why the sudden change in like advocacy um without being like oh yes i wanted to help this person out it's like this i mean i'm not trying to get brownie points or anything it really is just no. um experience some... makes a big difference i sure yeah it would be nice if we were all aware of everything and all that but it's just it's something that's not quite possible and uh, ex and this is not not necessarily the same thing, but uh, uh, being a white male growing up in a bubble, <laughs> like sure. I was pretty ignorant to the struggles of people who don't look like me, who are not the same gender as me, who do uh, identify uh, the same way I do sexually and stuff like that. Sure. And then when I got out into the world, uh, became friends with different people, saw what their lives were like, saw what the lives are like of the people who oppress them that's when i was able to contextualize and want to fight with and for them sure and, of course and it's the same thing with uh working with kids with special needs is yeah I, it's not it wasn't something that until i started working that i really understood how things like the americans with disabilities act was important and when i originally took my life skills job it was right when betsy devos got appointed the secretary of education and was trying to destroy that which is an insanely evil thing of her because uh, she's a bitch and um like how if it would have actually gotten fully taken out how that would have affect negatively affected millions of people who don't deserve to have that taken away from them, who deserve to have the same rights as everyone else um so that's a long way of saying, um, you know, your experiences change you and help you empathize with people. Of course. And what's scary is sometimes experiences don't make people empathize with other people. And that's, you know, that's where things can become a problem. But, um, of course. So I don't think it's, 
uh, uh, a bad thing that you brought up and gave it context is it's important to know like hey this i mean that this person inspired me to do this you know right i i guess the reason why i say like i maybe i shouldn't have brought it up was just because i didn't want it to and, and i know that you don't think this way but uh this is just like my anxiety speaking um i, I didn't want it to seem like i was bragging like oh yes oh, yeah, no, look no. at me look at how great i am for doing this thing like no that, that's that's not at all what i'm trying to do um, that's just how the internet try to train <laughs> sure, people to think sure. you know like and, and I, I was the bad thing. Anytime like a celebrity or something, I said, oh, they're just doing it for publicity. And now I'm like, right. oh, wait, maybe people actually do care about the fucking yeah, world. And yeah, I, yeah. I, maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> I think, I, and I don't think that that's a, that's a thing. Uh, I'm not saying that you are an asshole, but like, <laughs> I think that that's not something that's specific to you because I feel like a lot of people uh, sort of fall into that cynicism. And I, I, like, I know that I have as well, where it's just like, oh, they don't care you know i remember um back this is probably you probably remember this um back when back in 2012 i believe it was or 2011 with like the earthquake i think it was in haiti um it was something like it was there was a natural disaster in haiti and they they redid the we are the world song uh right i don't know what you're talking about and and I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, that's awesome that all these, like, artists came together and, like, are doing this in solidarity for, for people in this country that's been affected. Uh, and, you know, they're recreating the song, which was, like, for a very similar reason to, like, feed kids in Africa, all this stuff. And I remember showing it to a cousin of mine who I thought would, like, appreciate it. He was just like, oh, whatever, dude, they're just doing it for publicity. And looking back on it, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. they were, that, that is why they were doing it. But I feel like it, it was such a stark contrast. Because I was, I was like, I don't know, <laughs> 14 at the time, 16, something like that. Uh, 14, 15, when, when I showed him that and when that song came out. And there was just this cynicism that I couldn't understand. Like, the idea of, like, why would people do that for publicity? Now I get it, right? Right. But it's, it, it is very, like, different worldviews. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, it's funny because you mentioned experience. You mentioned experience with this, and I, I don't mean to like derail or, or minimize the topic of, of accessibility in games. That's that's very important. But um, on on that subject of like having experience on during March, which is coming up at the time of this recording, uh, I do Automedia's awareness streams to raise money for that because uh, it came to my attention that that's something that's very much not talked about uh, to the point where there's not even a an international like foundation for it. Um, I started doing these streams a couple years back or a few years back, and I was looking for like an international foundation to to send it to. You know, like there's Doctors Without Borders, which is kind of French based, but they all they are also like worldwide. Uh, and I was trying to find something for, like that for autoimmune diseases, and I come to find out that there isn't one. So I've been supporting the uh, American Autoimmune Research. Uh, or sorry, the American Autoimmune Related Diseases Association, um, which is obviously American-based, uh, and they they you know help spread awareness of autoimmune diseases and what they are, and that's coming up. Uh, and the only reason I even know about them is because uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, suffers from one, and I would not know what they are otherwise. I think, like I think we all. N- 
know a form of it, but not that they are a disease in themselves and like what that entails and how difficult it can be for people both physically and emotionally. Um, and so that became very important to me. And I remember at the time we were, when I started doing it, she and I were not on good terms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, she and some of my former friends who I'm not on bad terms with anymore, but who I definitely had some animosity towards and they had animosity towards me at the time. uh, They thought that I was doing it for clout because uh, (laughs) that's sort of around the time that like my channel started to pick up and they thought that I was just doing it and keeping the money. And I couldn't even conceive of that idea. Like it was, uh, I remember someone told me like, oh, that would have been illegal anyway. I'm like, I'm not even thinking about the illegality of it. I'm thinking about it from a moral standpoint. Like that would just be an incredibly (laughs) crappy thing to do. I don't know where in your hearts you would think that I would want to do something like that. Uh, And it's something, it's a tidbit of information that stayed with me just because like of how astounded by that information I was when like that former friend now like on good terms friend uh, told me about that it's like oh yeah back then when you were doing it like we thought man he's like keeping the money or like he's he's not doing it out of like good <laughs> I'm just like what the hell are you talking about um, because I've, I've always made sure that I tell people what uh, causes I'm, I'm fighting for and what I'm like raising money for and why I'm doing it uh, you know, I, I was never super transparent at the time just because, like, it was it was still a sensitive topic. But, you know, now I, I'm not afraid to tell people. It's like, yeah, it was because an ex-girlfriend of mine, you know, suffers from it. And uh, I cared about her regardless of if she broke up with me or not. And, you know, it's still a cause that affects not only her but other people as well. And if I can do something uh, that helps even just a little bit, whether that means spread awareness, raise money, why wouldn't I? You know, I, I have a little bit of influence, like just a tiny bit, but I, I can still use that. So I don't know if I ever told you this, but it was one of the big reasons uh, like you got a quick soft spot in my heart was when I started following you, I saw the uh, autoimmune uh, charity streams, and uh, mm-hmm. that's actually something that runs in my family. Really? Um, my aunt is to the point where I don't she can go out, really. Um, mm-hmm. This is like all pre-COVID, too. Um, sure. And I believe... Uh, it's, my my brain is fried from like the stress of COVID life, but uh, my dad is starting to have some kind of issues. It's something like apparently around forty for our family. We have to start watching out for where it's it's sure. been affecting people um, in our family. So like to see like as far as I knew, I didn't know. I actually didn't know that you had any reason to. I thought it was just kind of like you're like, hey, I want to do this, and uh, and so that you're doing that. I'm like, well, that's something that affects my family <laughs> it's something that could very well and god i'm so old in eight years start to affect me um so like this means a lot that this person who i don't believe has this issue or you know necessarily like the impending doom of it either right. is doing this uh charity this a charity drive for it like i i just assumed you're doing out of that kind of heart which is what you obviously were doing <laughs> and uh um that that like I don't I, have I told you that? I, I don't know. I don't think you'd ever. Yeah, I was like, I was like, all right, this dude, like, like whatever, like you, you, you found a place in my heart, like you, had, you had carved it out when I saw that. Like, <laughs> this obviously, it's something that had affected people that are very I care about, and this person is, you know, in a fighting and raising money to do something about it. So, uh, thank right. you, I guess, 
for that yeah, no. as well. No, I mean, I, thanks are not necessary. I, I definitely, um, I love doing it. My one thing is that I really wish I could do more, like each year. <laughs> um, right. Because like, the, the, it's funny. I remember, and I love telling the story because I don't know if it's true or not. But when I first, um, when I was looking for like a, a an association or when I was looking for a, a, I can't remember what the right word is, but like a foundation uh, to, to raise money towards and to donate to. Because um, like there's extra life, right? But that's that's for like all purpose children's hospitals. Like it doesn't matter what the condition is, whatever. Yeah. I was looking for something specific and I couldn't find anything. And I found them. And I go onto their website because I'm just like, okay, well, uh, I want to donate to them. It was really, really interesting. This was mid-2010s. It must have been like 2016, some, something around that time. 25th, maybe even earlier. But I go onto their site, and I kid you not, it looks like a website straight out of like the early 2000s. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this user interface is just so outdated. You know, like I can, t it's like a time capsule. Like they haven't updated this in forever. Um, so we do that. We or I, I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was still just me at the time. But um, I did the uh, the charity streams and, and raised whatever I could. I donated the money to them, and come to find out, the they only accept like credit card, <laughs> which I'm just like, oh. Most places, I'm, I'm very used to, like, paying through PayPal. Like, I'm, I, right. it's, it's strange. Um, so, like, I, I put in my my card information, and I send them the money. And I'm just like, okay, if this has to come out of, like, my own stuff, that's fine. Like, that's not the point. Um, and, like, I... No, what was it? I can't remember exactly what it was. But, like, I sent them a message saying, like, hey, uh, so here's my story. Here's why I'm raising this money. Um, but... I can't send you the money. Is there like a way I could do that? <laughs> Cause I don't remember if I had like my, my bank account at the time. And I like, I don't remember if I had like a credit card at the time or a debit card. So like I, I got into contact with them. I'm just like, Hey, th there's gotta be like an easier way to do this. Is there an easier way for me to send you money? Uh, Cause I think the other, the only other solution was like, send them a check. And I'm just like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't had a check in 10 years. Dude. Yeah, right. And it's just like, I, I, there's no way for me to do that. And like, they write back and they're just like, oh, my, they were so thankful about it. They were so grateful that like, I was trying to get this money to them. Uh, and just like, they, they put like, uh, the story in like their newsletter and everything. Oh. And I'm just like, yeah, like they were super sweet about it. They were so, so kind about it. So the next year when I do it again, I go back to their site and it's all redone. It's all like, it, well, not not all of it, but it's a lot more modernized. It's more of like a site that you would see today. And in the back of my mind, I'm just like, did they do that because of me? Like, yeah. <laughs> in, in the sense of like, the, they're getting like attention again and, and something, or like they realize, oh man, maybe we could make it a little bit more accessible. We should like yeah. hire someone to update this. I don't know, but like it's it's completely revamped from from when I first saw them, and they they send me like letters every year, even when I like even when I haven't sent them money yet. They're just like, hey, you know, thank you for what you do. I'm just like, Aww. God, dude, you're so nice. Like, you're welcome, obviously, but like they they're just so kind all all the time, all the That's time. That's really sweet. That makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, like, I of course, blindness is just one, one sort of di difference in, in ability. 
that uh, people suffer from. And when it comes to other kinds like hearing, right? Uh, it's right. sort of, it's, that's another thing that I've, I've thought about since. And it's just like, okay, having sign language in, in a video game would be very interesting. And I think that that's why like, it's very important to have subtitles <laughs> in, in so, media. I, 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 I'm for, I've spent a lot of time on TikTok. It's, it's sure. It's not, and honestly, I've tried to start creating for it. It's actually a lot harder to edit it, than oh, you yeah. think it would be. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. <laughs> um, especially like the limited time and editing just fucking sucks on your phone. But um, I've noticed a lot of people have like either the text up or like uh, text bubbles when they're mm-hmm. or whatever when they're talking. I'm like, that's kind of weird. I figured most people watch, and this is me being ignorant and like shitless. Sure. Uh, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> I, I figured people always watch check talks with sound and all that. That's like the whole point. Mm-hmm. And reading comments and uh, and I, I have actually interviewed uh, Nuv the poet uh, from TikTok. He's a great follow if you have a TikTok. He's mm. uh, wonderful, wonderful man. He actually. Uh, gave me awareness to what's going on in India with the the oh, farmers and stuff right. like that, with the, how the government's treating them poorly. But um, and it's all of them said it's you know it's for people who can't hear. It's to give accessibility to people who you know. In that way, I was like, oh god, I'm I'm the asshole again. Like, <laughs> here's me like why why because it's it's uh, there is a, a couple of apps that you can get um, that will like kind of do speech to text for you and but they're not like consistent they're not the right. best in the world uh so a lot of these people are are typing it out on their own i'm just and, and again in my dumbass brain because i was being an idiot it's just like why take all that time like people can hear it right <laughs> no, no honestly like i'd never thought about it too I, I sort of just came to accept that as like a reality of of tiktok i'm just like oh it's just a style choice that people yeah. do uh, and honestly, like if uh, if I didn't like copy the the format of another channel, like I probably wouldn't use subtitles either. But now I'm like really glad I do. I remember there was one time uh, I can't remember what video it was, but like uh, I left in a a forward slash and an S to like denote, hey, I'm being sarcastic because like that's something I've seen on Reddit, like when people, yeah, you know post a comment they're just like oh backslash s or forward slash s uh and that's just to like be like i'm being sarcastic like don't take what i'm saying seriously and i left that in because i had it in the script (laughs) and i was just like you know what i'm gonna put it in the subtitles um just in case like someone didn't really catch that because for example um and, and you probably know this well is that like when it comes to autism there are a lot of people that uh can't detect sarcasm um, social that, cues are very different. Yeah, sure. social cues are very, very different. They, like, you you could say something in the most sarcastic voice possible, and they will take it at face value. Because to them, it's just like, okay, why would you, why would you not say what you mean, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so they, they take it at face value. To them, there is no difference between being sarcastic and, and just being straightforward. So... I think that was probably the only time I ever really thought about accessibility to someone because I thought like, okay, I'm gonna leave that in. And a lot of people ask me like, oh, you accidentally left like that in the subtitles. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I left it, I left it, I put it in there on purpose. Specifically so that like, if it was difficult to understand that I was being sarcastic, you know, people could understand. Uh, and I, I only really ever did it that one time. I probably should do it more frequently. Um, but I don't know. Like it's it's just something that I think could add to it. Um, but at the same time, 
something that I've wondered and that I, I really want to ask this person is uh, how they came to find my videos in the first place. Because it's just like, okay, uh, how are you even answering like these messages? Like, do you have someone with you that answers for you? Um, do you like do text-to-speech? I mean, speech-to-text, um, you know? How did you find out about this? Because like, how, how is it that you like found out about games? Uh, you enjoy them so much. Um, you know, there, there's there's just so many, I think, questions when it comes to stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I, again, I think it's wonderful that is piqued your curiosity and you want to know more. You know, I, to, to know more is to be an ally. That's part of being an ally for sure. people, is to educate and to, uh, you know, ask the questions that need to be asked for people who may not know. So I think that's... It's, and I honestly, when you were telling that story, I was wondering that too. Like, well, how how does that work? How does this work? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like I explained several times, I'm pretty ignorant to a lot of stuff, but I'm trying to be better. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I would, I think, and I think, like you said, leaving that in there, I, even for someone like me who, um, who just has subtitles on because I... I'm not deaf or anything, but I do have trouble hearing. It's not like a mm -hmm. disability. It's not a disability level, but I have tinnitus like a motherfucker. So right. pretty much all I hear all the time is, ah, in my ear. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, subtitles are huge. Like, they, I have, anytime we watch TV movies, also it helps, uh, apparently, with kids who are developing who watch TV is it helps them read faster, learn to read faster because they're trying. Uh, and I have no idea if that's actually true or not. It's just something we heard. So, like, we started turning them on, and for us... Right. And having three kids in the house too, who are very loud, it's nice to be able to read shit. Sure. To not have to pause every two seconds. Excuse yeah, me. and be like, what? What, what did they say? Yeah. I, I, I think for me. Uh, Shut the fuck up, dads! Watch your division. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> for, for for me, because I think that uh, the rest of my family is the same, and I think that for for us, the reason why that sort of became natural was because um, when we moved to Mexico, or rather when my parents moved back and when they took us with them, and we watched TV, uh, a lot of the times, not like cartoons and stuff, but like sitcoms and whatnot, uh, they would broadcast them in English. Like they would broadcast them in their original language uh, with subtitles. So like it was almost the best of both worlds because um, it was so weird seeing like how certain things would be translated in the subtitles. And so we kind of got used to that. So like when, when I got us Netflix and stuff, we were just like, okay, we perfectly understand English. We perfectly understand Spanish, but we still like having those subtitles on for really no reason other than like, we're just so used to it. Um, but for a lot of people, like it's just, it's a necessity and not just because of the language barrier, but in this case, it just for, for, um, a sense barrier, you know, like they, they, if they can't hear, you know, um, you know, well, that's a good for you because you don't have to listen to my annoying ass voice, but B like you could, you could read my very unfunny lines. So pick your poison, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. My my kids kind of do a similar thing where they'll uh, they'll leave English subtitles on, but they'll turn mm -hmm. on different languages because they like they're they're learning Spanish currently uh, and they love it. Like it's it's and I love that they love it because it's super exciting to them. And awesome. I always like, explain to them uh, well their their mom can speak Spanish and their aunts can speak Spanish and their one of their uncles is from Peru, who oh. you know obviously he speaks Spanish, <laughs> um, right? Because he uh, you know it's his native language uh, and so like. 
it's it's exciting for them because they're learning to communicate with people they love easier. But uh, anyway, um, so they they have an excitement for language, which is something I didn't have access to uh, growing up. Like we didn't even get offered Spanish until high school. Sure. Um, and they're getting it in first grade, which is great. They start it very early, but so they'll turn on English subtitles, but go through different languages and try to like figure figure out like what words what and yeah. like obviously it's probably not a perfect translation but it's still it's getting their mind there it's helping them hear different sounds uh the way different things can be said so they understand language mm-hmm. so i know we we take a lot of stuff for granted um like subtitles uh the fact that we have different language options and stuff and it it's I'm glad that it's all there, and it's something that, again, me being ignorant and only thinking about my own needs, I, I forget are there half the time. But, right. Um, speaking of things that are like really useful, um, when I worked life skills, we went to this event that was called, uh, um, well, it was called March Madness. It's kind of based off of like you know March Madness college basketball, but at the local civic center, they would have. A March Madness that it was a lot of basketball theme stuff and other things and it was uh, for all the kids in the, the city that I live in and the surrounding areas um, with special needs could come and it was their own March Madness right so mm-hmm. it was all tailored to uh, for them and they had like it was just a lot of cool shit uh, but one thing they had there was uh, like a gaming uh, trailer so it was like a semi trailer but with all this different gaming stuff in it and they had all these different uh, controllers for accessibility. And the one they had that really stuck out, and it, it was right around when those commercials had come out for Xbox advocating for accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what the controller is called, uh, but it looks like it has two big black dots on it and then like some of the buttons to the side. Um, and it's kind of like a touchpad, but for an, an Xbox One. And I think Xbox has made it to where any they can, you can use on any device, basically. Like... I yeah. think they're pretty. They're not like only on our stuff. Buy our things. I think they're like, hey, this is for everyone to use. But um, some of the students I had with me, they got a chance to use it, and they hadn't. Um, for different ones, had different abilities, but it it allowed them to do something that they hadn't really got to do before, or maybe if they did do it, not to the standard that they wanted. And it was my first experience, kind of seeing uh, a company do something like this and seeing the 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 positive impact it had it was um it was one of those like kind of eureka or wake up moments for me i'm like wow like people see those commercials like oh xbox and we talked about earlier xbox just wants to you know score brownie points stuff like no this is or any of them are like this is still something that is created this is something for people can get access to and it is allowing them to access games that they couldn't before and this right. is amazing. The, these kids I work with, who I when you I mean when you work with with students, you care for them. You want them to have the best life. Of course. You 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 want to you know you want the world to also care about them. And it was cool to see. It was really exciting. And it wasn't just my students. It was all all these other kids uh, that were there that were getting to learn this stuff. And you know, and I'll never forget that. Like again, I understand they're a giant company with millions and billions of dollars and all that but that is this that control and i wish i could remember the name of it I don't, it may not even have a name actually oh mm. it's just called here it is it's just called the adaptive controller okay so um and you can mount apparently other things to it that make it 
So not only the base thing, but you could actually customize it to the needs. That's that's fucking cool. Like the more I'm reading <laughs> about this, actually, I'm like, that's even better than what I originally thought. Right. Uh, the, the point I'm getting to is, um, one, quit being cynical assholes, everybody. Like, <laughs> uh, but it's really cool to see, and for obviously, like gaming is important to both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you you have. A, uh, uh, obvious passion uh, built a career off of it uh, I you know I do this um, I don't make money off this this is something I I strictly do because I I want to and it makes me feel good and happy um, and it's I want to do more in the future I I'd, I'd talk to uh, our mutual friend Carl um, about doing some kind of charity stuff uh, sure. to raise money and like I think fall guy well I, as much as Fall Guys has fallen off and people want to meme it, when they got popular and they did the auction for, um, like, a skin or whatever, I think Mr. Beast and, like, Ninja were competing and, like, it went up, you know, a significant amount of money. They donated all that to uh, gaming accessibility charity, which was, like, super cool. And, like, they're a smaller company. They could have just been, like... They didn't have to do something like that, and they chose yeah. in that moment. Yes, they're getting they got good publicity out of it, but that's just that's a product. That's a a natural consequence of their decision. I honestly sure. don't course. think there was a lot of cynicism behind it, and the fact that they gave all that money to that charity like I, that was again another eureka moment for me, where I was like, I want to raise money for that kind of stuff because. Yeah. It's merging my my professional career and my passion together, and it's it's and it would help other people. Of course, um, and and it's funny because I feel like there, with with more recent events in like American history, uh, I've I've often seen things where good things have been done, and people people's reactions have been like, oh, don't let this distract you from this other horrible thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and it's just like. I see where you're coming from, and and you're right, but at the same time, don't minimize that this is a good thing. You know, like, regardless of the reason why they're doing it, if if it is for brownie points, if it is for, like, a cynical reason or not, the ultimate action that's being done is good, and that that can't be understated enough. Or rather, that shouldn't be understated. Um, Or should it be? Whatever. My point is that, like, it it should have merit that, like, a good thing is being done. And in this case, it's just like, okay... I think that something you said was really important is that like oh they didn't have to do it. I think that's the beauty of of this online um, world, this online creators uh, be your own boss world is that like we don't ever have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know anything that we do is is bound by our morality and by our decisions. So it's just like if I want to donate to a certain charity. Uh, first of all, it is my responsibility to look into that charity and make sure that the funds are going to where, you know, the foundation claims that they're going yeah. to. Not like Susan G. Corman, where they're <laughs> just like, we're going to keep it all for ourselves and right. not actually help cancer research. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and, and, like, a lot of people get shit on for that, which I completely understand, because it's just like, oh, you know, I, for example, and I know that this is this is a case where, like, people have been sort of sensitive to it, and I sort of understand it. There was a There was a time in YouTube history somewhat recently, a year ago, year and a half ago, um, and it became this this whole controversy that I didn't really follow at the time just because I don't like following stuff like that, but uh, a lot of creators were getting sponsored by a service called BetterHelp, um, 
which is a sort of it, it touts itself as a therapeutical service online you don't need to go to an actual therapist you can just talk to a counselor online I've used the service it did not help me a great deal I think it was helpful to a degree but the thing is they are people who are more often than not uh, not super helpful in what they do not because they're bad people but just because they're not necessarily qualified to do what it is that they do mm-hmm. and so they don't really do what they're supposed to do well um, and so a lot of people would you know give those creators crap about like oh why are you advocating for this service when you know um, they're not even certified or no, they're not doing you know what they're supposed to be doing and I understand that, and to an extent I agree, because it's just like, okay, you're advocating for something that could eventually be harmful for someone uh, where they're wasting their time and money on a service that, you know, is not, you know, giving them any benefits at the end of the day, which I understand. But I think there is something also to be said about the uh, spreading awareness of, hey, you know, there's this thing that can help you with your mental health because that's important so go do it like (laughs) people are very uh, as we've said they're very cynical and they jump to conclusions where it's just like oh you didn't do your research you're immediately bad and it's just like okay hold on (laughs) yeah they did they didn't do their research that's uh, you know shame on them i guess but like don't also say that they're bad people just because they made this mistake you know um they 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 have to want people to learn not want to destroy them because they made yeah. a mistake yeah es- especially like when when the intention here is good uh i because i can understand like the 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 way of evil is paid with good intentions i, I believe that's the saying which i understand um but at the same time it's like there are a lot of people out there i think i i would like to include myself there where it's like we want to do really good things and sometimes we just uh i i've i've had a conversation with a friend recently i, I won't they'll go unnamed but i um they were talking about the anxieties that come with being put on a pedestal as a public figure and i'd never really considered it before just because like i i like as 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 open a person as i am with people i've talked to you about you know some deep stuff i usually talk about deep stuff on like my my twitch streams but there are certain things where i'm just like i'm not really going to touch this topic explicitly like i'll maybe mention it in passing but like i don't want that to sort of come back to haunt me you know just be even if it wasn't something bad um people can misconstrue it and twist it in a way where like uh people can sort of use that against me um and i think that it's something that's that that is harmful but at the same time that's because that's due to perception you know uh versus context and this is completely d- derailed from the conversation we were having originally. <laughs> I apologize. But my point okay. is, it's like, I, it's never in in my intent to do something that would be harmful to someone else. So, like, for example, if Arda, which, I'm, I mean, Arda, I've, I've mentioned them before. I love them. You know, if, if you want to support that cause, go do it. Uh, they are not a specifically a March thing. Go do it any time of the year. But, like, if I found out tomorrow that, like, Arda was just a front for, for like a drug ring or something ridiculous like that. Uh, and then people came swarming to me and they were like, it's your fault. Like you were the one raising money for them. You should have done better research. It's just like, I suppose so, but I got just as tricked as anybody else did. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to uh, play the victim here, but like I am also human. And I think that, that uh, people often forget that. 
So when we, we make mistakes when it comes to advocacy for stuff like this and, and trying to be accessible and we try to be sensitive and we try to be, uh, I forget what the word is, but we, we try to, inclusive, when we try to be more inclusive towards audiences and people see that as like us just being, you know, um, doing it for clout or for publicity. It's like, no, dude, <laughs> we're, we're, we're try at least some of us are trying, you know, we're, we're trying to make the world of a happier place and more and more fun where more people can can enjoy things like these and and make life uh less crappy to live in for some people i guess if i had to pick between someone doing something kind for clout or someone hate mongering for it i'd rather pick kind because yeah. at least that can have a, a nice residual effect as opposed to you know hate mongering to get clout which is how motherfucker literally won a presidency four years ago <laughs> you know like that has very negative effects and we don't want that yeah we absolutely uh, don't want that one quick thought um sure. and then i want to bring up a game before we start wrapping up um so this is like my just my own personal brain and my warped sense of I guess how much I am a little little piggy in capitalism, like how my brain has been written for capitalism. Sure. Uh, when you were talking about the color blue and like how it was really cool. And like I also clarify, and I've told the story a thousand times to anybody that will listen. Uh, about nine months ago, I passed two kidney stones. And it was the yes. absolute worst situation I have ever dealt with. It was awful. Um, and I, again, I have not had a very hard life. So the fact that, that was one of the worst <laughs> things that ever happened to me, I guess I should count, I should consider myself lucky. Um, but anyway, a lot of it was because I had been drinking insane amounts of soda for so long and top of like genetically just, uh, being prone to, I'm it. more likely to do it. Yeah. I'm more likely to have it. Um, and so I haven't had a drop of soda and since I got diagnosed with kidney stones and passed them. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you were describing, this is this will all make sense. There's a reason I'm sure, telling no, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> As you're describing blue and how it's cold and it just makes all that, I could not help but think of a beautiful blue Pepsi can with just a little bit of ice coming off it. Cause you just pulled it out of a cooler <laughs> and drinking it, and just like when you describe blue, I thought of a and don't get me wrong, Pepsi. I will start drinking soda again if you give me money. Uh, I. I <laughs> I am not. I do not have the integrity of my man Chari over here. I <laughs> I will sell out so fast. Um, but anyway, uh, like just that 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 commercial image of the can and just like remembering the delicious cold taste of a like a Pepsi that's just the point where it's soda. about to freeze. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And in particular, Pepsi man, I fucking love Pepsi. So, like, when you're describing blue, the whole time, I'm like, man, I really miss Pepsi. Like, I, <laughs> I really, really want a soda right but, now. But, but see, like, that's that's just the effect of, like, uh, imagination, you know. And, and um, that's sort of, like, another uh, kind of disability. And Well, not, not necessarily disability, but, like, have you ever heard of aphantasia? No. It's, it's the inability to picture things in your mind. So it's like if you're if you're thinking of like a face or you're thinking of of a concept, there are people who cannot picture that in their minds. Like they know what it is, they know what it looks like, but when they try to recall it, they're just like, I have no idea what that looks like, unless I'm looking at it right now. Um, oh, it's it's almost like object permanence, but permanence, not yeah. really. Um, 
And I, I don't know, like, that's that's not really related to, like, accessibility in games because games are more of a, you know, what you're looking on screen right now kind of thing. But yeah. it, it's, it's interesting how that relates because, like, the same way that I could describe something to to a blind person and have them try and imagine what it is that I'm saying uh, through feeling someone with aphantasia, it would be very difficult. You know, it, it, I mean, it would probably have to be the same thing because it's just like, okay, imagine this kind of sensation because you can't picture it. So it's almost almost the same sort of concept, I guess. That is, it's different. I don't even know how to, like, it's very similar when I found out, like, there's a significantly large percentage of people who don't have an inner monologue. Yeah, like that's that's, that's weird. fairly common. <laughs> and I'm like, I again, I was an only child right. and a latchkey kid, so I talked to myself in my head all the fucking time. Like that's how I <laughs> rationalize stuff half the time. I'm like, hmm, should yeah. I do this? Why am I doing this? And like, the know that there are people that like it, the way it was described to me is like you more like list things. You don't mm. necessarily converse about them in your head. It, it was it was. And again, that's me get having my bubble burst, uh, having my 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 ignorance bubble burst, and I'm I'm learning and understanding that people yeah. are different and, and 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 not in a negative way. I don't mean sure. That. Yeah, yeah. When, like, I, when wow, I said the world is so much more different and richer than I realized it was. Of course, yeah. And when I said like, oh, that's so weird or that's so strange, like I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that like it's so foreign to me because that's not the case for me. You know, like it's. It's it's strange because like I've never had to deal with that, but it's not like bad. It's just different. Yeah, it, it's when we say weird. I think we're both uh, we're trying to put ourselves in the other people's shoes and yeah, like, how it's so different from what we're used to. So the same uh, way that it would be weird for you to have that inner mall because I've, I've I've read that too where people are like you do that. That's so weird. It's just like no. What do you mean? It's weird. It's normal. <laughs> it's just it's like it's it's weird both ways. Yeah, yeah. It's. And the, again, but it's also wonderful that we're all, because of the stuff, we get to understand each other better and try to accommodate each other um, in that way. Uh, so before we start wrapping up, we won't spend too much time on this, uh, but I love Kingdom Hearts, obviously. You sure do. You, you're, you're a fan. Uh, <laughs> and anybody who listens to this episode, I make it a point to go on at least one Kingdom Hearts sidebar every episode. <laughs> at least at least in the last 50, or not last 50, last 20-something, I have made a point to do that. Uh, because, especially 3, and we talked about it, like, man, that game hit me yeah. in like, a, an emotional place, and it's still stuck with me. And uh, I want more people to play them. <laughs> um, and they're just they I don't know I, I yeah I don't necessarily understand the story again I don't know the characters as well as I probably should for as big a fan I am of the series but I love it and it makes me feel things and mm-hmm. my man Chari over here did uh, we did episode of Kingdom Hearts 3 um, where we talked about it we, we covered a little bit of the other games as well eventually I would yeah. like to cover the, the the mainline ones at least one and two with you at some point since we sure. did three but with all that being said, what's weird about Kingdom Hearts is every th- every game does affect the main story, which <laughs> it's like weird because like when there's shows like Agents of Shield uh, for Marvel, I'm like, well, I kind of like, as much as I like the show, it doesn't really affect the MCU movie universe, so like, why watch it? And they've changed that with like WandaVision, that's going to affect the movie universe, uh, mm-hmm. but. So, like, I didn't, like, whatever. But for Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, you are making everything matter too fucking much. Like, <laughs> I'd, 
I don't have a PSP anymore. One was a mobile game that doesn't exist. So you have like they're just they're just everywhere. Sure. Um, Long winded way of saying uh, there was a rhythm game that came out recently. Recently, God, talking is hard. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Mom or Kingdom Hearts yes. Melody of Memory, which apparently deals. And you can help me with this because you've actually played it. Yes, has a big plot point for the mainline series, and it involves Kyrie, right? Yes. So go ahead, uh, take it away. Uh, well, when it well, I, I I guess it doesn't matter to you if if I spoil it because you you. Yeah, I'm not going to play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I don't know that I'd say that it's like a huge plot point necessarily. I feel like it was stuff that that some people had theorized before, and it was talked about a little bit. If I don't know if you played the uh, the Remind DLC for yep. for three, I've actually um, bought it right after we did that episode. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so it 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 sort of continues that path. Uh, for the most part, it is a you know it's a fun rhythm game. If you ever played the likes of I don't know Guitar Hero, Rock Band stuff like that, it's not as as like skill based as those games, but it's still qu- sort of complicated as those games are because there are only three uh, sort of bars that you have to take care of, but they can still get very confusing. And it is it's a fun time. You made a good point in saying that like it's not sixty dollars worth. I, I would disagree that it's sixty dollars worth. Uh, I would probably say it's about forty dollars worth new. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole, on the whole, the game is more of a retread than anything. So it's just like it's Kyrie explaining like, oh, this happened in Kingdom Hearts One. This happened in Chain of Memories. This happened in Two. So like, she's sort of just going down the list, explaining like, okay, this is a recap of the. It, they could have called it Kingdom Hearts Recap, um, <laughs> if anything. Because like that's basically what they what they do for most of the game, but then you get to the end, um, and Kyrie revisits um, the final world, um, and the final. I don't mean like the final world, as in like the final world of the game. I mean like literally the world called the final world from Kingdom Hearts three, um, where she's like piecing together all these memories, trying to figure out like, oh, where did Sora go? Oh, melody um, of memory. Okay, sorry. I, it just clicked yeah, in my head. Yeah, sorry. yeah. So like she's she's piecing together all these memories, trying to find out like okay, there's something there that would give me a hint as to where he is and where we can find him. Uh, so one thing that finally connects with her is that um, she was kind of kidnapped by Ansem, like the the lab assistant Ansem, and he was the one that sent her to Sora and Riku's world. Um, and so that's that's kind of a big one. But then it's it's. Do you remember the scene where Sora talks to the the nameless star? Yep. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie finally wakes up from from her year long sleep or however long it was. Uh, Riku shows up with the fairy godmother, and they're just like, okay, so Kyrie met up with Xehanort in her memories, and fought fought him and won. <laughs> And he revealed to her that's like, if you want to find what you're looking for, you have to go to a place that is not this world, uh, but not in the world between. It's a world beyond. And everyone's trying to figure out, like, what the hell does that mean? And they're like, oh, it's probably a fictional world. So they go to the final world. They talk to this nameless star again, who has remained nameless. That she's, uh, She still doesn't have a name. Um, but it's sort of revealed... Uh, the, the the world from uh, Verum Rex, which is like the, the video game world in the Toy Story world. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a world within a world. Um, they finally give it a name. 
and it's quadratum and it's sort of understood to be just to actually be like a video game world um so it's like it's not real in sort of the same way that like the winnie the pooh world isn't real and like okay maybe you have to go there because like riku's dream was just hey hey i saw like all these buildings and i saw sora there so it's just like okay with what Kyrie said, with what Riku saw, and with what this nameless star knows what that place is, that's where Riku has to go next. Okay. And so it's, it's like a bridge between uh, 3 and the next game. That's kind of what Melody of Memory is. But it's like wrapped in a pretty fun rhythm game. So, like, I don't do drugs, but <laughs> I definitely think I might take some edibles and just try to play through that game at some point because the way and this these like i love the series and i love how ridiculous it is but it, right it's just it's next level with their stuff and i sure <laughs> I, I i like i don't even think they're doing like how crazy it is on purpose i really feel like people care about the story right no uh, i uh, my theory has always been that tetsuya nomura the the creator of the series he didn't give a shit <laughs> like at the beginning and then he was like oh people actually care i should probably like try to make an actual story out of this but at that point it was too late like he wasn't gonna retcon anything he was just like whatever i've all i've committed <laughs> and so he's just like okay <laughs> oh man like his because he worked on some of the final fantasies too right he yeah at some point so and i remember his in particular was kind of like trippy as well um yeah but but uh I, I do want to play it. Um, I myself have no rhythm. I have no music ability, so rhythm <laughs> games uh, are borderline offensive to me. But I love them because I it's that like that dream. Like everyone dreams of being a rock star, right? Everyone right. dreams of being able to sing, but I can't. So these games are my closest <laughs> uh, link to that world. Um, and it's funny because I originally when I when I first like saw it and I and I bought it, I was like, okay, I'm this is probably going to be like really easy. And some of them are, but like it's it's so unique in terms of how a rhythm game is because I described it as like kind of Guitar Hero kind of rock band, but it's very different from those games. Like that was just my stepping stone of like, okay, it's a rhythm game in the same way they're rhythm games, but the mechanics are different. But it still feels really awesome when you get a chain uh, done well because there there was like one of the songs from from. Uh, what the hell is that world called? Like the old time river from Kingdom Hearts 2 where like they go back to 1940s oh, oh. style. Timeless River. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what that, that yeah. uh, world is called. Uh, there's a song from that level. Like I think it's the battle theme that you have to do. Uh, old Enemies, Old Rivals, I think the song is called. And I, I did it on hard because like you have to collect stars in order to advance. Uh, you like need to do specific missions like break all the boxes or like hit this many notes or don't get hit you know like each each level will have like its own unique mission that will net you a point that you can use that point to advance in the story uh, and I was trying to get the points and I did that one in particular and it's really hard <laughs> <laughs> but it felt when I finally got it down it felt amazing <laughs> See, you're making me want to buy it, though. Sure, no, like... I get it, I get it. And, and it's probably something that you're going to play once and you're going to be done with it. So it's like, I, I would still say wait for a price drop. But it, I still honestly think it's fun. And it's, it's not just like, oh, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. Like, no, there are Kingdom Hearts games I really actively don't like. But Melody of Memory was fun. I wouldn't put it up there as some of my favorites. I, in fact, I'd put it, like, really bottom, like, middle to low tier. But 
I still had fun with it. I still think it was fun. See, and I think what uh, happens for me is like I I don't veer off of the the Sora stuff very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very like I'm invested in him and Kyrie's story. Uh, it's sure. just again that whole like I, I'm a big softy when it comes to love, and I'm just like <laughs> I want them to be. Again, I'm starting to cheer up even talking about it, but. Like and the fact that it involves so much of them, and also I love that my kids love Kingdom Hearts. So like, right. I felt bad kind of a little bit. Like you're like, Daddy, it's Kingdom Hearts. It looks really fun. I'm just like, it was sixty dollars for a rhythm <laughs> game that, you know, I think it's probably just one player anyway, and there's three of yeah. you, and um, it's just, I want to get it, but I don't want to pay sixty. And I we are backlogged so bad because sure the Switch keeps coming out with shit, and I keep buying it because it's awesome. And like, yeah, it, fucking, it sure does, doesn't it? <laughs> man, like I I was I have been working on uh, a Mario thing with uh, some guys from Super GG Radio mm-hmm. podcast, and uh, it was like a top ten Mario game thing, and we had recorded a bunch of stuff, we get ready to video edit it, and then. You know, this past week with, um, or yeah, with 3D World and Bowser's Fury coming out, I'm like, and I, because I didn't even have that game on the top 10 list. I hadn't played it because mm-hmm. you know, it's fucking Wii U. And all of a sudden, that <laughs> fucking game comes out. Not only is that game fun, visually stunning, the music is great, but then Bowser's Fury is f- like fucking unbelievable. Like, I had so much fun playing that. I'm going to play through it again and right. even probably 100% it, which is something I almost never do because I'm poor and don't have time. <laughs> and like, just like I, I'm getting sidebar in my in my sidebar, but no, no, like, don't worry. <laughs> fucking Nintendo, man. So going back to it, I want the bridge the story, like, and like I'm excited to know the story. I didn't have to play it. Thank mm. you. Uh, right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it eventually because it's fucking oh, Kingdom mean, Hearts, right? And I mean, <laughs> if, if it's eventually, it's fine. Because I, I, again, I would say you're not really missing much. Um, I, I said it in the video that I made because, like, when it came out, it took me. It still took me like a month or two to actually make a video on it. But people were clamoring for one, and when I got to it, I was just like, okay, I really don't see why all of this is just a retread. And I say it in the video. I'm like, I am like nine hours into this game, and this is the first time I'm seeing like something new, plot <laughs> like plot wise. But uh, then, f- Kingdom Hearts Two is six hours of a fucking prologue before <laughs> you got to see anything new. Well, I mean, it's still, I mean, the Roxas stuff is still new, technically. Like, it's nothing yeah, it's exciting, true. but it's, like, new, I guess. I, I'm um, sore GTFO, though. So, like, those six <laughs> no, hours are kind I, I think I prefer Sora. I remember, like, a lot of people love Roxas, and I get it, but I don't know. I'm, I like, a Sora Roxas. dude, too. <laughs> Give me my, uh, oh, oh, God, why, I just forgot his fucking name. Uh, <laughs> actor. Haley actor. Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Also, uh, so I heard an interview with him. Mm. Super dude seems super chill. Just yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, well, I think he also talked about how he's got more money than God from his childhood, so he just does what he wants now. Yeah, like, experimental honestly, acting I'm, stuff. I'm I'm very glad that he he was a child actor that because he never really quit acting, but there was like I a did. time where like he just took a break and he was just like, okay, I made a shit ton of money and I'm like not gonna get involved in like drama or drugs or whatever i'm actually gonna live <laughs> it's like yeah. hell yeah dude <laughs> and he was in tusk the kevin smith walrus horror movie hmm. as well um, yeah he, he was in the uh that ted bundy movie he was great in that like it's it's a very small role but he was really good in it he was in the boys too the boys uh, 
Have you seen The Boys? Uh, no, I've not seen The Boys. Oh, uh, um, uh, God, on Amazon. Uh, the Boys with uh, um, guy who played Bones and uh, the, star- the new Star Trek movies. And, oh, dude, watch The Boys. Uh, that was something I talked about with D-Pad a lot, actually. D-Pad's mm-hmm. a big boys guy. Yeah, it's there's two seasons out. Uh, that and Cobra Kai, the two shows you need to fucking watch. Oh, I love uh, Cobra Kai. I uh, need to Cobra catch up on season three. Oh, dude, season three is just so... It's so fucking... It's, <laughs> I I I don't marathon a lot of stuff anymore. Just uh, other than like, oh, uh, well, you can't and like Disney Plus, they're good shows. Right. They don't let you marathon. So like, Cobra Kai is one of the few like we watched two seasons I think in a weekend. Oh yeah, I I believe that. I I watched the entirety of season one in one night. <laughs> but like I, I right now I'm in a situation where like I can't I can't like as much as I would love to like catch up on a lot of shows. I'm just like I'm too busy. I and and it sucks because like I would love to make time for it, but at the same time I'm like I have bills and shit to pay. So it's like I I cannot literally afford to do that. Even though like I I, I will make time eventually, but like for the foreseeable future, it's just like I can't. I, I can't do, allow myself to <laughs> do what I do and just don't sleep. <laughs> Honestly, though, like I probably sleep five hours a night. I need to get more, but it's enough hours in the day, man. There's not shit yeah, to man. do <laughs> and there, a lot of TV to watch. True. It's true. Oh, with that being said, I think it's probably a good point to start wrapping up and uh, anything you want to plug before we go. Uh, if you are interested, we, we, we talked about, uh, Mario a little bit, uh, right at the tail end there. Uh, Brock has talked about Mario before on this show on Super GG Podcast. Um, right, I'm Damage Boost. Yes, that's what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Like, yeah, you, oh, okay. you've talked about it on somewhere else <laughs> as oh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. With the Super GG Radio of the guys. Super like, GG oh, Radio, sorry. Shout out to them. Uh, but yes, no, you've, you've talked about it with us on Damage Boost. You've talked about it on Super GG Radio. Uh, right now, I'm doing a bunch of uh, Super Mario RPG games. So far, I've covered Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars for Super Nintendo. Uh, I did Paper Mario just uh, yesterday. <laughs> it was when I uploaded it. Uh, they are being very well received. If you want to see those games with uh, funny voice acting, I would say. <laughs> but if you want to see those games uh, made fun of, you know, totally check them out. If not, um, I would also like to plug something that I don't know if Nathan plugged when he was on the show last time. But, like, we recently did a Super Mario 3D World uh, medley, uh, which includes the song from Bowser's Fury. We collaborated with some awesome people for that. Noteblock, Tony, and Ko. Uh, very, very talented people, musicians, singer. Uh, so go check that out as well. It's surpassed his Triggered video in views, which we think is insane, considering that, like, Triggered is his bread and butter, but that just opens the world of possibilities to more songs, and we've already talked about it, so we're excited for that. But That was so well done, by the way. Like <laughs> I was you. blown, like, because when it... It was like a cool parody song, and like it was straight up. Not only was it good, but like it just all around was so professional. I'm like, how do these motherfuckers get all this talent? Like, save something for the rest of us, bro. Uh, we just, we just, we just find the right people to work with, and and what what I love about these people is like, cause we we worked with Noteblock, who did the instrumental. Um, we worked with him for the 12 Days of Nintendo thing last year uh, for Christmas. Um, we had known about him before. I had heard a few of his songs. So when Nathan told me, like, oh, you know, Noteblock's going to be helping us, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that dude's, like, really talented. Uh, we did the song with him uh, with another singer, Octoling Hacker. She's also very good. Um, it's a badass name, too. Yeah, I love that name. Uh, she's she's very talented. She's got a great voice. 
Uh, so this time around, like Nathan told me, like, oh, I want to do that again. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we have Noteblock again. Awesome. Uh, Noteblock has a friend, Natoni, who did guitar for the song. Awesome guitar, both like electric and acoustic, and it was just really, really well done. Uh, so like they're really good friends, and you know we we would talk together. Like what I loved about it this time around was that we're more comfortable with each other, so we would talk a little bit more, and like we'd get a little closer to each other. So we'd be even more comfortable with like, hey, uh, maybe do this with my vocals, or like, could you sing this part differently, and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, you know, Iggy Code, this was our first time. Like, no block had worked with her before. This is my first time working with her, but like, she's really sweet, and we definitely want to do more stuff together. So be on the lookout for that too. It's exciting because, like I said, that that shit was well done, like all around. <laughs> fucking, you guys gotta pop that shit up on Spotify so people download it. A lot of people have said that, yeah. Maybe, maybe eventually, yeah. When we when we put out more stuff, that'd be that'd be sick. I want to see a uh, a whole album uh, in the next year. I'm calling. Oh, it. Oh yeah, we we would love. Honestly, we would love to do it just because it's really fun to write them. It's awesome to like see it come together and. Nathan has a lot of fun like editing the videos for it, so it's just like I have a lot of fun like writing and singing on it. So, yeah, we we love doing those. Uh, a personal request I want to put in is a parody version of the song Daytona USA from the game Daytona <laughs> USA, because uh, that game that's my happy song. Like if I ever am like super pissed off or bummed, uh, I watch the video of the guy who originally sang it re- doing uh-huh. it in the recording booth, and the dude just fucking loves what he does, <laughs> and loves that song, and he fucking nails it it's so good um, well, we'll look into it probably eventually <laughs> so and good. if not i will why not <laughs> <laughs> um actually i i ended up it was gonna cost too much money but i had like looked on uh and like reached out to people to like actually sing it and like mm-hmm. do the instruments in, instrumental for it mm-hmm. uh it turned out to be really expensive but i was gonna make it a parody version of it my uh my podcast theme oh but, interesting shit's expensive so yeah i didn't um but uh, uh, is that all your plugs yeah i would say that at the moment that's all my plugs but if not you know like watch more damage or listen to more damage i'm so used to saying watch but like <laughs> listen to more damage boost uh we also have minus world which is a, a youtuber collective uh i'm on it and the thing on it uh current uh, recurring guest d-pad gamers on it as well like we do a lot of stuff together we have fun it's very funny we have our uh, podcast of our own minus cast if you want to listen slash watch it because it's on youtube but you can listen to it on um spotify soundcloud google music uh i believe that's it i'm not the one who handles that unfortunately <laughs> like you, there, there's a lot of stuff to watch if you find me you'll find all these other wonderful people uh if you listen to brock you'll find all these wonderful people so yeah and that i will say that is the one of the best things about uh minus world is when you find one it, <laughs> it, you find a lot of quality like my my personal journey started with Nathan Bandy, but through him mm-hmm. I found you. I found Epad. Uh, I had Tetrabit on, um, and obviously I, I wanted to get to know all you guys. You all seem cool, but like the quality of content and people in in this group is it is insane. It is superhero esque. You guys should be mentioned <laughs> with like the Justice League and the Avengers, in my opinion. Uh, you guys are that awesome. Oh, thank so. you so much. Uh, just for Damage Boost, uh, like I had mentioned earlier, uh, Damage Boost podcast on TikTok, uh, putting up little 60-second clips of the show, a little bit of gameplay stuff here and there. Uh, follow me on Twitch, Damage Boost podcast in there as well. 
Um, eventually, I'm mean, trying to set up, I want to start doing more charity streams. Uh, we do do the Extra Life thing every year, but mm-hmm. um, w- with you reaching out about wanting to do accessibility in gaming, I do want to do more streams that uh, will ideally benefit uh, charities uh, in that way, which I, I am still very new to streaming, even though I've been doing it for two years, and i got to figure out how to set up uh, like donations correctly so like people aren't giving me bits and I can make sure the money's going in the right place because sure. that's... Stuff I still gotta figure out, uh, but I'll get there. And we'll get there. Damage, Damage Pod, Damage Pod on Twitter, um, just for updates. And uh, I usually interact with you fine folks uh, at Minus World too. So yeah, I guess that. With all that being said, thanks for coming on again, man. It's been too long, and uh, let's not let's not leave a huge gap in our, our visit again. <laughs> we gotta head. Do this again soon, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. Be good people.